Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So, Ryan Torero, welcome back. Hi, good to uh, see you guys again. How have you been? I've been doing great, actually. I've, I've, things have really been looking up lately, so. Mm-hmm. How so? Well, <laughs> um... Oh got this little thing around the corner called the world cup mm-hmm. so i know that we're going to dive into that but um yeah you know i think i think since i've last seen you guys and mm-hmm. and been here with you guys um a lot has changed um i was coming from you know some struggles and obstacles at that point um but a lot of those things have really come to fruition now at this point in my life so mm-hmm. so it's it's been really great so everything's coming together so you're like on a it's high it's crazy right now. Yeah. it's really crazy um and i don't want to take it for granted so i'm mm-hmm. so thankful for how things are going but right. it has it has not come without hard work mm-hmm. <laughs> that is for sure right. so um but no it's been good i've been uh just to kind of give a, i guess a general overview i've been mm-hmm. modeling full-time okay. um and I'm so blessed with an agency that is so understanding and they work around my soccer schedule, which mm-hmm. is so rare. Right. Um, so I'm, you know, doing soccer full time and modeling full time. And that's really taking up every day that I have available. But mm-hmm. but um, that's like the ultimate, right? It's crazy. I think you're going to make uh, <laughs> so you're going to make like on the models on that world jealous and then you're gonna make the sports you know the athletes on this side jealous right i will say (laughs) i will say that um my sports athletic career does give back tenfold to modeling Mm -hmm. but what does that what does that mean what do you mean so i think just in the 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 fact that i can actually i actually have an athletic ability and i don't look super uncoordinated running (laughs) or i can you know Uh um I can do a lot of, you know, sports brands, like mm-hmm. major, major brands. I've worked with, oh my gosh, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Asics, uh, everybody, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So um, it just allows my reach in the athletic sports right. fit modeling world to be so vast because mm-hmm. I can do so many of these activities, you know, okay. and not, you know, look super uncoordinated right. on camera. Yeah, but, which um, is super important for the brands, right? Because yeah, it's authentic. No, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. you're telling me earlier, you know, in, in our private conversation yeah. that you're not <laughs> even like into, that's not your style, right? No. So, you know, yeah. I don't mean to like, you know, hard press or step on any yeah, of the yeah. sports world because I know that it's yeah. it's a really cool vibe right. and everything. And, and I do like some pieces um, mm-hmm. and I do like some brands, um, but I I do not gear in my personal style mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't really lean towards a sportswear street style look. Right. I think I think I've lived my whole life so sporty and so athletic. Um, I mean, I live in sweats and soccer gear, you know, five days out of the week that it's really nice to be a girl, <laughs> you know, for the other two days of the week. Sure. And I would say that my career reflects that as well. Okay. You know, so. Um, so you're saying you you prefer that kind of uh, like uh, job and, uh, and shoot? I really, I think, I think doing anything that kind of challenges me and, and is outside of my general box of comfort mm-hmm. is really nice. So um, I can do all the sports stuff easily running you mm-hmm. know weightlifting even even crossover sports like you know mm-hmm. i did um i did a, a swimming uh commercial for samsung you know mm-hmm. so for things like this swimming commercial for samsung How does i know that work? i know oh, it was right. a samsung waterproof oh, okay, watch okay, okay. yeah and i was swimming with it okay. but um but yeah so it's nice to do a lot of those like lifestyle more commercial commercial print fashion mm-hmm. type things like swimwear um clothing brands like it's just fun it's just different it's a nice change of pace from my sports job to sportswear shooting mm-hmm. you know it's just a nice change of pace mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> right but well, you're super excited about uh, the world cup now right i don't think i've i've quite accepted or swallowed mm-hmm. that reality that it's ha- yet that it's happening. Yeah, it's yeah but pretty... it's like in what it's like a month right 
yeah, so it's on June 7th is the kickoff date. Mm-hmm. Um, our first game is on June 11th, though. Um, we play first. We play Sweden, mm-hmm. so we have the group F, which is a really tough group. Um, but we why? welcome it. Why? Why? Because US is in it. We have USA, <laughs> and okay. you know Sweden's pretty good. Okay, Sweden's right. really yeah, good as well. Like, we can't just like Sweden's right? not yeah. going to be easy at yeah. all. They are wait. So you're not. Good. So wait, you're not a US citizen. What's going on here? So I am a US okay, citizen. Okay. I'm a double citizen. All my right. mother was born and raised in Chile. Um, my whole family's actually in Chile. Um, mm-hmm. So my dad was born here in Chicago in, in America, mm-hmm. but that family's incredibly small. Mm-hmm. It's just my dad and my grandpa that's okay. it so okay. the entirety of my family mm-hmm. is actually chilean mm-hmm. um so is it is it chilean or is, i always thought it was chilean it's both it goes uh, back okay. and forth yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so my my mother was born in chile and she grew up there till about middle school and then she moved here um they moved here for opportunity mm-hmm. um at that point i think that the chilean econ- uh, economy has really improved since then and the political state um but at that time you know in the 19 19- 60s 70s you know it wasn't necessarily where it's at now so Mm -hmm. america had such opportunity you know um so they moved here um and then you know grew up here and i was born here but Mm -hmm. my whole family my extended family my uncles you know aunts cousins they're all still in Santiago. Right. You identify as like pretty Chilean, right? So family culture wise. I think home. Mm-hmm. My home obviously is, is United States. This is my home. I'm comfortable here. It's. I know how. I, I. I enjoy the culture here, and I love it. But at the same time, I definitely have an, an entire other side okay. of of what I know but, to be to right. be home as well. But it wasn't like you grew up with a dual citizenship, did you? No. So I obtained dual citizenship. Okay. Yeah. It was, a, I, it was a strategic yeah. professional soccer move. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, cuz how so yeah. when did that all happen? So um so I uh wow, that's a story. So no. I um took a little break from soccer. Um I think back in 2016 and 17. Um and I actually that was right when we um, had our interview. I right. got in a really severe car accident and hurt my back, was in a major lawsuit, um, which kind of restricted me from doing, talking about it, doing any athletic activity, being active in the soccer world. So I had kind of had to, had to take a step back. Um, I was told by doctors because of my the injuries that I might not be able to comfortably play again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started pursuing things like modeling and like things like branding and, and other areas of interest and creative creatively that I that I have um, so um, I kind of expanded my world in that realm but um, always obviously wanted didn't feel finished with my playing career so I decided to you know after a ton of rehab um, kind of try to get back into it and see what my body could handle what I could do like how you know if I could play again so I came back and played um, for Santa, uh, one season, one summer season for Santa Clarita Blue Heat, which is like a local semi-professional team here. Division it, two. Division. Semi, I mean, we only call it semi-pro only because of the way that it's yeah. structured in terms of like women's soccer and right. U.S. soccer, right? Yeah. But it's division yeah. two. It's, it's division pro. two. Yeah. 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 So. Um, Mostly pros and college players, right? Yeah, like top college players. Yeah. So, and Santa Clarita Blue Heat is is the national reigning national champion. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know they're very, very, very one of the better teams there. So for me, it's local. It's a good place for me to see if I can handle training every day. It's a good place for me to see, could I handle in goal? Could I handle contact? You know, can I, could physically, can I manage this again? Like, how would I feel? How's my back going to feel? You know, is this going to hurt me in, in ways that I wouldn't expect? 
and it was good. I was able to handle it. You know, I, I don't think I was at the top of my game at that point, but it was a great place for me to get back into to it. Ease into, into it. Ease into were, it. Were you the like the starting keeper? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you were. So we okay. went to national championship. Um, we lost in the finals in the to a team overtime. that you guys had beaten before, yes, right? Yeah, overtime yeah. finals. And actually, I was taken out of that game because um, I had gotten tackles in overtime, the hundredth min hundredth minute of overtime in a national championship game, and the girl took out my knee. Oh, you got so hurt in that game. I came out. We were tied yeah. one to one, mm -hmm. and um, and then the the backup goalkeeper went in, and she, you know, it's tough to yeah, come. Yeah, coming in it, cold. It, it's so hard. Yeah, it's, you're coming she's in a cold. great goalkeeper. She's yeah, a great yeah. goalkeeper. It's so hard to come in in a cold environment, right. sitting at a hundred, you know, national championship game. Championship yeah. game. You haven't played most of the season. I mean, it's like so yeah, hard. It's rough. So um, so we got scored on pretty much two times consecutively after that, mm -hmm. and we lost. But regardless of that result <laughs> um it was a good place for me to kind of get back into playing again you know and then after that a couple months later i decided to go out to chicago and um really really test the waters back in like a very very high level professional environment again um, did you choose chicago or was that just the opportunity that was there with the team so i actually the goalkeeping coach <laughs> at chicago He's not there this season, but um, he had been there for the last few seasons. Um, his name is Jordy King, and I grew up training with him. He was trained and coached by my goalkeeping coach, Ian Foyer, who was the previous LA Galaxy goalkeeping coach. So it's a small world in the goalkeeping right. community. It is a very small world. Um, so he reached out to me. So fun fact, mm -hmm. he reached out to me for the previous 2017 season to come out and fill in as um, – as one of the three keepers. They, they yeah. only had two. They needed three when Alyssa Nair would go with the U.S. national team. Mm -hmm. I couldn't okay. because I was not physically fit right. to play at that point. And the Santa Clarita Blue season was that following summer. Okay. So um, I, I told him, you know, when he called me, I, I can't. I'm not. I haven't played. I literally I haven't ran in months, and it's been a year. Like, I'd, I'm not physically ready to play so I kind of kept that in my back pocket and kept that in mind that there was an interest at Chicago for me um, and if I were able to come back again that would be a place that you know I could try to see if there would be yeah would still be a place for me there so after the blue heat season um, I trained for the winter months and then um, reached out to the goalkeeping coach again and said you know hey I'm in much better condition I just came off a national championship game a full like a you know a four-month season um, things are completely different like could I come out and and could you evaluate me and see if that that you know if that position would still be available mm -hmm. you know he's for sure, for sure come yeah. out no problem so I went out there in February um went through like a two-day trial and they said yeah you know we think that you we'd love you to stay obviously it's going to be incredibly competitive with Alyssa Nair mm -hmm. who's one of the best goalkeepers in the world arguably um Emily Boyd, who's also an incredibly great goalkeeper from Cal Berkeley, she was just drafted there, and you, but um, it'd be a great environment for you to get back into the professional world. You know, you're training with two of the best, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, a great goalkeeping coach who's been in and out of the national team goalkeeping training as well. So, Is she on the U.S. team? by the way? Uh, Emily? Yeah. I think she was on the U23s. Okay. Yeah, so she's, I mean, so just the the training environment, the, mm -hmm. the level of um, competition there on the field. I mean, you have Sam Kerr, Julie Ertz. I mean, you've got some of the best players in the world, mm -hmm. Casey Short, on the team that you're training with every day. It was the best place for me, I think, to really reignite my career, my playing career again, and also I think my belief in myself again mm -hmm. to be able to play after, you know, dealing with, with the circumstances that I had dealt with. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then of course, as we know, in any, in any world, resumes are a really big thing. Okay. It just, 
unfortunately it matters, you know? Um, so I think, I think being active and relevant in the soccer world again, kind of opened some doors for me, um, in areas of interest for me with, you know, do I have dual citizenship? Could I actually play at an international level somewhere? And, um, so the interest came from the chi- right. Oh, right from Chile from okay. Chicago. Oh. Yeah, the interest came from Chile okay. after my season with Chicago, which right. totally makes sense. I mean, okay. it's one of the best leagues, if not the most competitive league in the world, the, the NWSL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it allowed me to kind of, you know, reach those connections that maybe wouldn't have considered me because I wasn't really actively playing, mm-hmm. you know, before. So um, from there, got in contact with the agent who represents and the scout for Chile, mm-hmm. um, and then. You know, they, they kind of looked at where I played and who I was playing with at that time and asked me to come out for a train for one of their training camps. And and here I am. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, crazy. It came full yeah, circle, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it's then just if never I, would have expected so if it. I'm, so then you're OK. So you're on the team, obviously, right? With, yes. For the Chilean national team. Yes. OK. And how many goalkeepers are on this on the squad? We have three. So okay. we have Tiani Endler and she's also she's. Again, an amazing goalkeeper, great competition. Mm-hmm. I think I think Alyssa Nair, I find this pretty funny. I mm-hmm. think Alyssa Nair was rated number one in the world in okay. some soccer ranking that I read a couple weeks ago. And Tiani Endler was ranked number two. Oh, wow. So I'm like, of course, yeah, the yeah. two goalkeepers that you know I compete with are two of the best yeah. in the world, um, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's also the goalkeeper for PSG, okay. Paris Saint-Germain. And then Nazi Campos, um, and she plays on Universidad Católica, which is um, a semi-pro women's team in Chile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't really have a full developed professional league in, in, Chile, in Chile yet right. for women. So they so. have to go around scouting and seeing active yeah. players, right, yep. to, be, to, to do their due diligence. Right, okay. exactly. So where, where are you on, and so out of the three, where is your position on the squad right now? Well, that would be a <laughs> question for... Mr. Jose Letelier, okay. but um, and he's, the, he's the coach. He's the head coach. Yes, and I'm absolutely a, mm-hmm. in competition for position number two. Tiani okay. has been there. She's the captain of the team. Yeah, um, she's a great leader, great goalkeeper. She's, mm-hmm. I think she's been on the squad, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I think she's been for for a good five six years been mm-hmm. starting goalkeeper so she's really hold has her crown right. and has her position right. and it's different um, from other positions right goalkeeping yeah, goalkeeping right? is different they stay there for 25 years right? i think yeah i think hope solo was there for like yeah. what 15 yeah, years or yeah, something yeah. like that i think i went through like an entire two degrees in college right. high school yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. experience really matters in that position no and know. It's, it's less it's about tough. like you know, yeah. speed and, and fitness, it's right? It's like a fine wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we age, we age mm-hmm. with grace. No, I think it's just, uh, it's, it's so, it's so, okay, people, a lot of goalkeeping coaches mm-hmm. in this world do not understand how to coach goalkeeping. It is not just physical, sure. it is mental. It's mm. so mental. The better your decisions are, the yeah, right. better, the more you prevent, the more you communicate with your defense and you, and you organize things correctly, right. the less you see. And, it's just it's all decision making right. yeah, it's such decision a mental making, game presence right so with experience and yeah. time and age in the game you 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 just have such such more to pull from right yeah so right we so, tend to be better on the older mm-hmm. side right <laughs> so remember the the story i told you about how when we first like played against each other you were playing goalkeeper oh my gosh. and you did the sh- <laughs> the forearm shiver to my child. i was like oh my god yeah, this girl's that. taking this seriously Sorry, guys. <laughs> That was like the Sorry, funniest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's so. That's what I'm saying. That's how it takes to become on you know that's a national funny. team keeper. You know? I've chilled out a lot since then. Oh, I can, no, I can understand friendly competition and have fun with it. I think I was still in my young buck stage. Oh, where... That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> oh, but, embarrassing. But you know what's funny is uh, or interesting is the so the goal, uh, so the coach is a former keeper though, right? Yes, yeah. I love this. Um, 
I've had the I've not had the pleasure of having a goalkeeping coach be my head coach, mm-hmm. and it's it's so different. Um, so he is he's the head coach, and he serves as the goalkeeping no, coach as well. No, he's not, okay. but he was a goalkeeper. <laughs> right, he's a, that's know? his position. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's a. It, I feel so grateful for it. I think there's. Mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword, though. It is. Yeah, you can't, he can't pull anything on him, right? Well, the thing is, when he corrects us and he tells <laughs> okay. us something, it's yeah. not like we can argue, well, you're a field player. You right. don't know better. Yeah, you no, can't, no, yeah no. he calls you on it, right? Okay, but then coach, can you also say, the, like, coach, that was like 35 years ago. It's a little different yeah, now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't do that? The game is different. We don't <laughs> right. have sweepers and stoppers right. anymore. No. Right. No, he, um, what, what's great is I think there's a level of grace and understanding that's mm. given to the goalkeepers mm-hmm. with him being a goalkeeper himself. Mm. You know, to, he understands the pressure, the mental side of it. There's just a level of understanding that he gives us that I just have not had with field player coaches. So you're saying there's an extra you level know? of sensitivity from him? I think there is. And I mean, in in the right times, in the right areas, um, he obviously is very critical and, and tough on us because he, he has such a high expectation of us because he understands the position so well. He right. knows what it takes. He knows what it what is required of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I think he knows, I think that the thing that he that is the best about him being a goalkeeper is he knows when to say something and when not to say something. When a mistake requires criticism in a heated moment, sure. in a you know a passion sure. moment of a game, and when it it just doesn't right. matter. He anymore. has empathy, right? Exactly. He knows, he knows he from that side, so he knows like if he, he made that mistake, yeah. he he can recognize whether it's like he they knows already know it's they already know it. No need to pinpoint it. it. Yeah. 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 Whereas I think um, sometimes field player coaches can get a little bit trigger happy with 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 coaching yeah. over and, over coaching. Yeah, kind of? yeah, yeah. And I think it's just um, it's just it's just different positions. You just. Mm-hmm different mental game mental mental side of it so it's cool to have him understand that it's cool to be able to talk to him about the position too i mean i really i think he's a great coach he's really great and when you're talking to him it's in spanish yeah so nobody okay. there speaks english it's no awesome okay. <laughs> how, and how's your spanish though yeah i um i mean i grew up around a house that had kind of a mix my yeah. my grandma speaks spanish right. um her english is terrible i love her but it's not that good mm-hmm. so you know i grew up Speaking, with her speaking okay. Spanish to me, but I always responded in English to oh, her. Oh, so when yeah. you're so when you're yelling at your teammates, you're speaking grandma Spanish to them, right? Right? <laughs> like some, wor- some words are like what, pretty that? much, pretty much. Right. Um, they think it's pretty funny. I know mm-hmm. that I know that they found a lot of entertainment in correcting my Spanish all the mm-hmm. time, and that's okay. That's okay. I'll accept it. But um, you can you can flow back and forth. Oh yeah, no problem. yeah. Right. I mean, contextually, I understand everything. Conversationally, mm-hmm. I understand everything for the most part. Um, and the field, I speak only Spanish, and right. you know, with a team, only Spanish. So, um, but what's great is that I have, I do have a foundation of it. So it's kind of just coming, coming out of me. Sometimes sure. I don't even it's realize impro- it's it. improving, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. fast. Yeah. Was it a requirement for you to be on the team? Like, was that one of the kind of yeah. the requirements when absolutely. they asked you? Okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So um, that's something that I've taken really seriously, and. And I mean, I'm so grateful that I did have a foundation because if, I think if I was starting, you know, cold turkey with nothing, I, I don't know that I would I don't know that it would flow as well mm-hmm. because I mean, in the heat of the moment, you know, with right. forwards running diagonals and all this stuff, I have to be able to articulate the things that need to be fixed or the things that are going wrong immediately. So and when so, you're on the field, you don't you know, catch yourself speaking English or yelling in English and all of a sudden having no, to, no? I have to it speak only out. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy actually. Um yeah, it's cool though. I like it. It's mm-hmm. fun. I mean, it's fun to it's it's been challenging, but it's fun to be able to see myself um do this position and give the information that I know in English I need to give in Spanish and see it actually them register it and them do it. It's pretty it's pretty rewarding. 
But the tournament is, is what, in June, right? It's mm -hmm. a, barely a month away, right? The team isn't, like, finalized at this point in terms of, you it know? It pretty much is. Okay. Um, I know that the rosters are being released. Um, I know that I think the U.S. roster was just released. I think another team's roster was just released. can't remember. But, um, yeah, we're going to be releasing it soon. So what we're doing I'm, on Sunday, I'm going down to Santiago, along with all of the other professional players who mm. they play in Spain and France and Brazil and different countries around the world. We are all meeting down in Santiago. We are going to train for about two to three weeks, probably have a friendly or two in there. Um, and then on, we're flying to Germany, I think at the 26th or 27th of May, something like that. And we play Germany on the 30th. So it was our last friendly leading into the World Cup. Um, that's going to be a really tough game, but I think it's important for us to play against opponents that are really physical and difficult because we have USA around the corner, you know? So we play Germany. Um, and I believe the roster will be finalized, obviously, before that. And then that'll be the team that goes to France for the okay. World Cup. So, so you, Okay, so out of the, so in Group F, there's four teams, right? Yes, Thailand, Sweden, and USA. Okay. And do two teams advance or one? I don't know. I think in the Women's World Cup, isn't it three? Yeah, it's three in the three, Women's World Cup. Three are, two, gonna, three are going to advance the, out of the four? Two in the Men's World Cup. Yeah, but yeah. three out of the four? It's three, so we have to win one game to get out. <clears throat> got it, Yeah. Got it. okay. And then are there any yeah. interesting kind of... Uh, personalities or matchups on the U.S. team that, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, really cool because, um, I mean, obviously, I don't know all of them personally, mm -hmm. but I've played with a bunch of them at Chicago, and, right. and I know how they, at least they play now, and you grow up watching the team that you, you know, okay. the country that you live in, so yeah. you know the team and everything, but um, it is interesting. I think it's going to be really cool to see our midfields matchup. Julie Ertz is so smart, so tactically aware. Um, so we've really been working on <clears throat> having a very strong center midfielder and a centerpiece there who can manage that and, and be able to deal with that, the intellect that we're going to be facing, um, and then give it back, you know. And so um, I think it's going to be – that's going to be a really great game. So So then what's the – what's the uh, are they ranked number one? U.S. women's. I actually don't know. They're, they're probably top three, though, right? I think the the top teams are going to be um, USA, Japan's obviously always a competitor. Um, I know that France, Australia, and England right now look really strong. Mm -hmm. So I think those teams are going to be um, just giants in the World Cup um, and teams to watch. But but you know, soccer is a cruel game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen. Right, because this is anything can happen. This is Chile's first. World First Cup. World Cup. Right. Yeah. And you guys advanced because of Copa America. Copa America. Right. Yep. You guys were what runners runners up? Or? Yep. Okay. No. Yeah. You guys lost to Brazil. Yep. In the Brazil. final. Brazil. Yeah. Yep. And how was that? So were I actually there wasn't that? there yet. <laughs> so you no, okay. I wasn't there yet because they had contacted me after the season with Chicago. So I would say I got into contact with them around August or September, mm -hmm. something around there. Um, so I ha I wasn't there yet, and I was having issues with my citizenship at that point. So while I, while I was obviously training with the team and trying to you know find my my position in the team, um, I couldn't officially be rostered until you're a Chilean citizen. Mm -hmm. So so that was frustrating because there was a lot of things and games and matches that I wanted to be a part of yeah. that I couldn't. Um, but um, it kind of all came together at the beginning of this year, so it's all good now. Was that like a very weighty decision for you though? Because there's a certain I mean, from a from a lifestyle perspective, right? Yeah. Dual citizen, no big deal, right? Yeah. But from a professional sporting soccer yeah. world, right? You can't go back now, right? No, no. Yeah. So as soon as you cap, as soon yeah. as you cap with the team, you One can't time. go back. Yeah. yeah. Persona non grata on the but U.S. Think, team now. I think um, growing up here, I mean, yeah. obviously, growing up here, you know, you're eight, nine years old. 
you know, you want to play for the country that you grow up in, mm -hmm. and you know, you watch these players, and, mm -hmm. and I still look up to a lot of those players. Right. You know, there's no shame in that. This mm -hmm. is my home. I'm from here as well. Um, and um, but I think for me, there's a point in your career where you really have to weigh. You know, what do you want to do? How can you how can you do that? What what are the steps to take to actually accomplish it? And what are the sacrifices that needed to be had to be able to accomplish it? So in looking at that, if you, you know if you like we spoke about goalkeeping position is it's a it's a position of just a long reign. You know there's not much change in it. So hope solo pretty much until. I mean, I was already out of college by the time she finally retired. There was just no one was going to be any the was going to play. Forced retirement, yeah. The forced retirement. The forced retirement. Okay. Yeah, I have my own opinions about <laughs> I know, that. I know. Well, let's talk about it. What do you? <laughs> I have my own opinions about that. <laughs> I do too. It's a good thing. Um, no, but um, she, uh, you know, she was just the reigning goalkeeper, yeah. and then you know after her, they, right. you know, Alyssa Nair had played under her for so long. She's so experienced, and and you know then they've got you know um, Ashlyn Harris. They've got some other incredible goalkeepers who have all this experience so I think the likelihood of breaking into that tight-knit goalkeeping squad that has been there for decades mm -hmm. is not is not high and that's that's okay that's a truth just to right. be had you know that's okay yeah. but to be a goalkeeper who still wants to compete on the international level the fact that I'm lucky enough to have an opportunity to play for another team mm -hmm. to with maybe less of a tight-knit goalkeeping squad you know that I could break into and one of the one of the three that actually go on the roster um, to be able to have a World Cup and potentially the Olympics next year, and you know, at my age, I'm 28 years old. You know, I'm not, I'm not 23 where you know I have four World Cups to try to break into it. At this yeah. point, you know, if I do want to have a family and kids and and you know have any of these things, yeah. I do have to take that into account. So, you know, with kind of looking at all of these, all of these options and all of these all of these um different circumstances it was a decision to a decision had to be made and and i made it and it's actually been really much more um rewarding than i thought it would be because it's kind of reignited this pride of this culture in the in the mm -hmm. country that my family comes from that kind of got washed away a little bit. You're um, saying for your family, for my own family, oh, wow. yeah. I mean, all those chili, the chili flags are all popping up yeah, now. Yeah, the house I know it's funny. And, right? Yeah, <laughs> jerseys. It's funny. And, it's yeah. funny. It's true though. You yeah. know, my mom and her family came here as as um, legal immigrants, and and while there obviously is a pride and a and a and a love for where she comes from, her home. Yeah. At the same time, there's a reason why they left, sure. you know, so to adopt American culture in this country and make it her own, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't abandon where she came from, but it really was a, was a place in the past. Right, it was right. a thing of the past. Right. It was a thing that she left. Right. And there isn't like this, here. it's not like there's this huge, uh, Chilean uh, community here in LA, No, there right? isn't. Right. There's one Chilean market that I okay. know of in the entire entirety of LA and that's it. Mm -hmm. There's not, there's no, not at all. Yeah. You know, so. So um, what's happened is I think it's really cool. It's been really great for her to see something that she left be the only reason why I have the opportunities to complete mm. and see out my dream and what yeah. I want to accomplish. And then it's also reignited this pride for her um, of where she comes from, a place that she left because there wasn't necessarily such great opportunity sure. there. Sure. So it's come full circle. Yeah. yeah. But are, are you guys like talking about where you're going to watch some of these games? Yeah, you know, there would be so, cool if it was like a, chill, like a restaurant, right? Chilean food, my, right? My family is actually going to be at the World Cup. Your family, your immediate family, are all going to go there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So um, we're going to fly them out to the World oh, Cup. That's it's awesome. going to be really, really cool. Um, outside of that, I have no idea mm -hmm. where we could, where right. you could watch a right, Chilean right. game in a Chilean bar or anything like this. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But There's I'm, not a big culture. It's not a big Chilean community here. Yeah, but when U.S. plays against Chile, right? So you're going to have like be a, your cousins are going to be one of the Chilean. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know it's gonna right? be great. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really, really cool to have the mm-hmm. opportunity to represent a country that my family comes from, but mm-hmm. also play against the country that I grew up in. Right. How? How? It's just so I mean, lucky. So okay. lucky. It's how I want to go into. So the, how? Without obviously, you're you're gonna play soon, and it's around the corner. How how well? has the experience been with uh, the, the treatment? Because that's been kind of a topic that's been coming up, right? Like treatment for example, for, uh, for the players, right? Especially in women's soccer, national team, like even uh, the Colombian national team, right? There was right. all these uh, issues. They're saying that there's substandard conditions and mm-hmm. flights and yeah. no pay and all that. How has your experience been so far with Chile? So, um, you know, it's tough because mm-hmm living and growing up here in USA yeah. while women's soccer in general is not necessarily where it, where it can be and should be in terms of equal opportunity. I won't say equal pay because I don't think it should be perfectly equal pay unless right. it's deserved. It's but, very complicated, right? Right. Yeah. But I think equal opportunity, equal exposure, mm-hmm. you know, equal marketing, all of these things can help close the gap, Got it. right? Um, organically. But um, it's difficult because I come from a, from a, a country where it's much better than in other countries. It's much more developed. It is, it just is. Um, in South America, there there definitely are still, there's still colors of gender, gender roles. You know, mm. it's not, it's not very, very, it's, it's, it's definitely um, modern, but it's no, it's nowhere near right. America, sure. you know? And so um, I think I feel the difference a lot but they see a lot of improvement in their country. So I I think I just, I just have a little different perspective Mm -hmm. that maybe, maybe some of my teammates don't, Mm -hmm. you know, just in terms of- The ones that grew up there, you're saying, right? Right, right, the ones that grew up there, just because of just literal experience, just life experience, where I'm from, you know? So for example, there's not really a great professional women's structure there, you know, women's, women's, club uh, structure there. I wouldn't say there's developmentally in the youth side, there's not really great structure there either. You know, it's there, but it's not like we have here, DA academies, Mm -hmm. ECNL, all these things here in USA that allow, you know, college soccer that's really, really popular and prevalent. It's another stepping stone to pro, pro, a developed pro league with a draft. They don't have that there. So um, I think it's gotten a lot better in Chile in just in my own experience but it, it can be significantly right. better um i think i think the pay has improved i've i mean i've heard that it's improved you know right. i haven't really had unfortunately a lot of experience years years there years and years there mm-hmm. so from what i've been told it's improved a lot which is great um and i know that you know we've got little things like it's, it's amazing how how much how how something so small means so much to them but they just got a full um, on uh, women's locker room in Estadio Nacional, which is the main stadium in Santiago. Mm-hmm. They they finally have their own women's locker room there. So before that was they were huge. just right. so before they were just using the, the men's guest, yeah the, or, or, or the, the, the away team. The away yeah. team. right. They That's didn't have huge. their own reserve. No, area, so now they have their own, right? So it's little things like that that have made a huge difference. But we already have that here, mm-hmm. you know. So it's yeah. The women's national team standards are pretty high, right? Yes, it's really yeah. high. They are, and they that's great well. because I mean, honestly, it's yeah. setting a precedent for the entire world to follow. Mm-hmm. So support, kudos to them. It's mm-hmm. it's setting a precedent, and and so many other countries are following. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, you know, England's national teams, the men and women marketing and promoting together. Yeah, that's amazing. That's how it needs to be. Same with Australia. 
that's amazing. That's how it needs to be. Um, I think Chile is starting to do that. You know, we have an Instagram account and marketing that's kind of dual. It's together, it's combined, and it's helping us create waves and a lot of attention on us and eyes on us. That's helping our progress financially with, you know, with conditions, with field facilities and things like this, locker room facilities. So, um, it's improving. I think it has a long way to go, mm-hmm. but it's improving, and it's really cool to see to finally be involved in this country where um, I think I, I see where it can be, and I'm actually seeing right. it happen. You know, is, is there somebody in on the team? So what, what, how do they for La Roja? Is that the La team? Roja? La Roja. Yeah. Is there somebody on La Roja with like marketing or social media that uh, kind of uh, reaches out to you or to other players and kind of directs you or gives guidance in that area, or, or not really? No. They don't. Not at all. So no. then are they aware of your social media, social media, yes. and your other job? Yes. So we do yeah. have. OK, so we do have um, kind of a, a media manager. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're mostly there just to make sure that we're not going crazy on social media, yeah. posting obscene things and yeah. things yeah. like this and generally just being good representatives of the team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of um, media content. Yeah. Right. So live media content like, you know, you know, maybe videos and clips or a fun little series in the locker room or while traveling or during the field or just all these cool things that you see other countries and teams popping up with. That you could, that you guys could be doing. We could be doing. Yeah. Um, We definitely, I think I've actually talked about this with my teammates that I think creatively we can do a lot more. Right. Um, That's something that not only do I, do I, can we see happening in other teams, but I have actual experience in. And you get like that guy at the gringa. Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they agree. They agree. They say, yeah, oh, for sure. Do. Like, we want to do that cool stuff, too. We mm-hmm. want to have, like, cool videos and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. and um, so I think right now it's limited to photos. Right. But I, I do think there's we, we could do okay. more with it. And But that's not up for, right. for me to decide. So. <laughs> have you been giving any tips and tricks to any of your teammates? Because, you know, you're a social media or Instagram queen, right? Oh, man. They, not in terms of, like. They think could, I'm yeah. funny. Right, right. <laughs> I think that I am so different from them that they yeah. just find me so entertaining. I'll be honest. Um, I don't think that, I mean, I think just in the soccer world in general, I'm pretty different. Um, I know that here, you know, in, in America, there is a little bit of, a couple of people have a little bit of a blend of like social media presence, but also like an athlete. But um, I think especially in South America, again, any female athlete is pretty, pretty characterized just sportive just an athlete very very uh, a certain type certain right. type so you're you're unusual for i am the, so unusual okay do they have so like unusual. a nickname for you or do they think that is gringita gringita no little um, you're little little oh, it's gringa funny. right it's yeah. funny. okay no but um i think that i think that they find me interesting i think yeah. is the word that i'll use and mm-hmm. they and they um they like to to poke fun at me sure. and but you know that's okay. I'm not. Yeah, a, I'm yeah. not ashamed. If right. we go out, you know, for a team walk, I'm gonna go take some photos and be cool with it. So I'm okay with it. it, must have, it but <laughs> I'll own it. Yeah, but it, must, it wasn't like it was. Was it from the beginning, right? There must have been some friction, maybe, with some teammates. So, or, right? so here, the approach that I had with this team, and and um, they don't know this, okay. but I did speak about this with some people that were very close to me um, in terms of how do I. Because the number one thing in, in any sport is you have to be respected by your teammates first um, sure. to be accepted on the team, you know? So the only way you're going to earn respect is by proving yourself on the field. It's the only way. Um, and it's the, sh- the quickest shortcut to respect. So I was very, very careful with how I first 
introduced and implemented myself in the team, I first and foremost wanted to be respected by the team in the country as an athlete and then allow myself to open up publicly. Well, okay, well, this is what I also do. I'm also a professional model, not, you know? Right. So um, this was very important for me. You know, I, did, I, I took little areas of precaution. Like I, I had my Instagram on private when I first went to the team, you know, so that people couldn't search me out and look at my Instagram right, and try see, to figure out who, you are, to figure out right? who I and am, prejudge, you, right? prejudge me right. just so that, you know, they, they only knew me as, you know, this girl who's coming and trying to earn herself right. like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I waited until my second or third camp with the team to open my Instagram public again. Mm-hmm. I waited until, you know, my second or third, fourth camp with the team, um, until I knew I was on the team and I had already earned my place on the field and they respected me as a teammate first. Um, before I started talking about what else I do, before I started telling, you know, you know, no, I, I also model, I also do this. And like, it's okay, it's cool, it's professionally done. So I was very careful with it because I know the prejudgments that happen in the athletic world about modeling. It's, it's, just, sure. a, it's just a fact. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we're definitely gonna root for you, right? No, and, thank uh, you so yeah, much. It's, it's gonna be, you know, a little bit divided when you're playing tough. against US, know, right? But you know, personal okay. connection, affiliation, right? <laughs> Obviously, right? Yeah. And then we're gonna catch up with you again, right? Before yeah. and during, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, okay? let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. For sure. Guys. Any last words to your supporters and fans out there? No, I just, you know, um, I think that um, the growth in women's soccer has been amazing and tenfold, and it's it's because of of you guys, and it's because of all this content and. And it's because of um, people just really taking the time and, and the effort to give us a platform, you know, to, to be respected as athletes and people and make our stories be, be heard and known. So I'm just appreciative of, of everybody who's supportive of us because it makes a huge difference. Trust me. Great. It makes Thanks. a huge difference. Thanks so. again. Thanks again for joining us. No, thank you so much, yeah. you guys. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Urban Food Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.